Welcome to today's episode. I am your host, Michael Aceta, owner of Matador Canine Billions, host of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking the time and learning from me. I'm very humbled that you are taking the time to learn from me and take the knowledge that I've spent years educating myself on and studying. So I want you to know I appreciate that. Before I jump into it, I want to let you know that I have about 15 spots still available at the time of airing today. 15 spots available for coaching. If you are a dog owner or a dog trainer who's trying to better your understanding of your dog, fix problem behaviors like reactivity, like today we're going to talk about barking. If you want to go in more depth, head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. Schedule a discovery call with me, and we can go over what problems you're facing right now, what goals you may have, and how we can get there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can just click the link in the description. Okay. So today we're talking about barking. More specifically, how do we get our dog to stop barking? It is a classic problem. Very, very classic problem. You go for a walk or you're just hanging out in the living room and all of a sudden your dog explodes in this wonderful display of emotion. They start barking, they're carrying on, they're freaking out, or they're barking at you. Maybe they want your attention, they want you to play, or they're angry and aggressive about something. Either way, how do we get our dog to stop barking? First thing you need to understand is that barking comes from asking for assistance in something. Really stems from whining first in most cases. So dogs will whine, especially as puppies, to ask their mom for assistance in something. They can't get up. They're hungry. They have to go to the bathroom, whatever it is. They're asking for assistance, just like babies crying. Our dog's only way of communicating when they're that young and can't really move is to whine. As they get older, they can communicate with body language. They can push, they can lick, they can nibble, they can bite. All of those things now get added into their level of communication, but barking is really the first one because it comes from whining. So when our dogs need help with something, they're going to elicit some kind of response out of you by barking and whining and carrying on. If they want your attention and they bark at you, a simple answer is just not to give them the attention, but that doesn't go over very well. And that's an old way of teaching our dogs to do something. Oh, well, they're barking or they're pawing at me and they really want my attention. I'm just not going to give it to them. Oh, they're barking at other dogs. Well, I'm just not going to let them play with other dogs. This is called flooding or habituation. Flooding is when you put your dog into a scenario in which they get overwhelmed so much that they almost freeze and they can't do anything. And then we let it kind of go away. So, okay, you're going to get over this eventually. Habituation is when we put them in a situation where they're going to have to get used to it. This is just their new habitat, their new life. Habituation is slowly getting used to a new way of living. So with those two out of the way, we could also talk about extinction. Extinction is when you let your dog go through the process of extinguishing a behavior. What does that mean? That means that you're no longer going to let your dog determine rewards or punishment based off their behavior They're simply going to go through the act of whatever it is, and they're not going to get rewarded. They're not going to get punished. So if we were going to let a dog extinguish barking, we would let them bark and bark and bark and bark and bark, and there would be no reward. Here's where it gets tricky. If your dog is barking for a specific reason, let's say they want to play with another dog, and we just pause the universe. That dog stays still. You stay still, and they bark and bark and bark. Yes, eventually they're going to stop. 
they're going to go through extinction. That's that's exactly the point. But in most cases, you can't control that. You can't control the other dog, and you can't control your dog at the moment, which is why you're watching this, is why you're trying to learn about it. So how would you ever have them go through extinction? It's just not plausible or practical unless you can control the entire situation, which if you've watched any of my other videos, that's really the first step. Besides a preference test, you should be managing everything. So you can't manage everything. You can manage as much as you can. as uh, You can manage a lot, but you can't manage everything. So how do we get our dog to stop barking? Well, we've talked about flooding, habituation, extinction. Michael, what, what else is there? Well, there's plenty of things you can do. The first thing you can do is a positive interrupter. This is one of my favorites because it's so simple. Say your dog's name. I know. Oh, that's so easy to say, not easy in practice. You're right. Because most of the time, we only say our dog's name when we really need their attention. You have to set them up for success. So teach your dog that when you say their name, they respond to you, and they love responding to you every single time you say their name. So I say my dog's name, Hawk. Turns around, boom, give him a treat over and over and over again. Now, the one time he starts barking at something, I say, Hawk, nothing's different. Oh, I got to go turn back to dad. Great. Now I start giving him treats or I get his attention and we start engaging one way or another. And now he's not barking. He can't bark and be engaged and taking treats from me at the same time. Or if we were playing tug, he can't bark and play tug at the same time. Maybe some dogs can. <laughs> hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. But nine times out of 10, your dog's going to stop doing what they're doing and come over to you as long as you've built a very strong name recognition. That's imperative. So that's a positive interrupter. We're interrupting the behavior by telling them to do something that's almost incompatible. You can't bark and focus on me and take treats at the same time. So I've stopped the barking. I've rewarded myself for engaging with my dog because I've stopped the barking. And I've rewarded my dog for re-engaging with me. That's option number one, positive interrupter. Option number two is to shape the absence of the behavior. Now, if you know anything about shaping, we're taking very small incremental steps to a very specific goal, okay? Successful approximation. So if our dog's initial response, let's say they're barking at someone at the window, just for simplicity's sake, you might mark and reward simply them looking and barking out the window. That's fine. All I want right now is to get their attention away from the window and the thing they're barking at and back onto me. The more they do that, the more they get into that routine. Oh, I bark three times and then I turn around and I go back to dad. Now, once that's consistent, I can say, okay, if you bark three times and come back, I'm not going to give you a treat. But if you bark twice and come back, I'll give you a treat. And we can start to slowly tighten up our criteria, what our expectation is for our dog to come back. That is insanely, insanely useful as we can start to make it tighter and tighter and tighter as they get better and better. Now they're looking out the window and they're coming right back to us. What did we teach them? 
What did we teach them? When you see that stimulus that usually excites you to the point of freaking out, come find me. Right? When you see that thing, come find me and I'll give you a treat. When the mailman comes to the door, come find me and I'll give you a treat. Insanely useful. We're shaping the absence of the behavior. We're shaping what we want to see, even though at first we're rewarding the thing that we don't want to see, which is the barking. We have to at least get their attention on us, right? So I mark. I let them know, yes, what you're doing will get a reward, and I'm just going to change eventually what you do, right? It's kind of like when you're teaching someone to drive, let's say, right? You're not worried about everything. You go to a parking lot. I don't know if you've taught somebody to drive. Maybe you remember when you were driving. You don't go out onto the highway right away. First, you practice the skills in the parking lot. You're terrible at it. Some people are really good right in the beginning, and that means you can progress faster, which your dog might pick up on things very quickly, which means you can pro progress faster. But nine times out of 10, it's going to be slow. You're learning a new skill. They're learning a new skill, and we're going to go nice and easy with it. So they see, okay, well, I'm going through the parking lot. I'm just driving around in circles. I got to get the gas under control, the turning, directional, slowing down. If you're doing a manual, pushing in the clutch and shifting all at the same time. So you focus on one thing at a time, get it really solid to the point where you're comfortable with it. And then you start to move up. If you're talking about manual, you do downshifting, you do engine braking, all of those advanced things that people who drive automatics don't really have to deal with. So with a dog, when you're teaching this, when you're shaping, be okay with the fact that they're barking. Be okay with the fact that they're not paying attention right away. Be okay with the fact that it looks like you are rewarding the problem. I promise you. Go through the process correctly, and your dog will start to pick up on you a lot more. So what else can you do? Well, you could get blinds, right? Super simple answer. If your dog's barking out the window, just get blinds. Oh, my dog destroys the blinds. Okay, well, you got to go back to the other two options then. The point is, whatever you decide to do, whether you're going to put them in the situation and get them over it, whether you're going to free shape it and condition them to look back to you. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by a squirrel here. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Are you going to have them focus on to you no matter what with free shaping? Or are you just going to manage it their entire life? Some people, that's all they want to do. I just don't want my dog to practice the bad behavior. So I'm going to manage it my entire life. That's what some people do. And that's totally fine. You can do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Because you're always going to have in the back of your mind the idea that you could have fixed it. But now 10 years have gone by and you have a behavioral problem that is so deeply rooted, you can't believe that you can fix it. You still can, right? If you have a 10-year-old dog that's barking every time somebody goes past the house, you absolutely could. Now, what do you do if your dog is barking sporadically? Like you, you, you don't know what they're barking at. There's a sound maybe. You have no idea what's going on. Your dog just freaks out. You can still do it. You got to be prepared for it. So you got to have treats with you. You got to have a clicker, a clicker with you. And you just got to wait for them to freak out. The moment they freak out, mark and reward. I know. I know. Why would I do that? Why would I reward the barking? Michael, that makes no sense. I don't believe you. I don't think it's going to work. Trust me, it'll work. Mark and reward the barking. What you will start to see, because you are not perceiving the thing that your dog is perceiving. Your dog is going to perceive that thing, bark once, and come find you. I guarantee it'll happen. 
after a few repetitions, as long as your dog has a conditioned reinforcer, they actually understand what it means, and you are consistent. Every time they bark randomly, you click and you reward. They will bark once and they will come find you. Now you can start to really see what are they freaking out about. And when they randomly come find you with that elation in their eyes, without barking, you give them a jackpot because you know they heard the thing. They heard the thing that usually makes them bark and they didn't bark. So you want to reward that heavily, heavily reward that because the next time it happens, you're going to do it again and they're not going to bark as much. Sometimes they might bark, sometimes they won't. You want to reward the times that they don't bark, but you have to recognize those times exist, which is difficult. This is a very difficult process. This is why trainers make so much money doing a board and train or coming to your house because they've practiced this so many times that they can just do it. You need to practice it so that you can do it, right? At the end of the day, you are the best person to train your dog. Honestly, at the end of the day, you are the best person to train your dog. There is so much information out in the world about training your dog and how to do it. But you have to practice doing it. Whatever you decide to do, whether you listen to my advice, whether you find your own, you have to be consistent and dedicated, disciplined, if you will, to actually training your dog through whatever process you decide to go. I, of course, have my methods that I find are very effective. But if you don't want to use my methods, maybe they're too complex for you or they're too simple for you or you just don't understand them because of the way that I talk, that's fine. If you do understand them and it fits perfectly into your lifestyle, use them, please. That's why I do this. I want to give you the effective means of training your dog because it shouldn't take years and years to have a well-trained dog. It should take maybe a couple months, maybe. Depending on how disciplined you are, you will see the progress that you want. You just have to determine what your goal is. I want my dog to stop barking by X. Next month, okay, every single day, you're going to practice not having your dog bark. That's as simple as it is. And when you get into a road bump, you ask a professional, you say, hey, you know, I've hit this snag. I've hit this block. What do I do? I have no idea what I'm doing wrong or what I need to be doing different. Okay, we're going to work on that. There's something we need to tweak. And once we tweak it, boom, you're good. You're perfect. Listen, if you're looking for dog training, coaching, you want a one-on-one coaching session with me training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. It does not take months for you to get a perfectly trained dog. It does not take years to have a dog that you can really enjoy freedom with. Go out, enjoy your walks, and not be pulled down the street. It shouldn't take years. I want to help you get that as fast as humanly possible with effective training methods that have worked on thousands and thousands of dogs. So please let me help you. Schedule a discovery call at training.matadorcanine.com slash six week coaching. You can click the link in the description. If you have any questions, please message me on social media, or if you're watching on YouTube, put it in the comments. Please let me know what are you struggling with? What problems are you having? I want to answer them. I could talk about what I find really enjoying all day, every day, but I want to know what's going to best service and help you reach your goals with your dog. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you guys next time.